The Hermit of Beaton Cave The history of Ontonagon County is full of stories of vast mineral wealth, boom and bust lumber towns, and the legendary exploits of very tough men. Stories like the construction of the Nunsuch Road into the Porcupine Mountains relate the extreme conditions encountered while opening the mountain ranges to exploration. The story of the lost silver mine at Bonanza Falls illustrates the folly that can ensue when vast riches seem to be within our grasp. Old Victoria is a restored iron mining town that faithfully depicts the living conditions of miners in the 1800s. High up on the Norwich Bluffs are the remains of prehistoric mines. In fact, traces of ancient travelers are found all over the region. Settlements and towns, like Rockland, were established wherever these explorations revealed precious ore deposits. Booms and busts brought growth, colorful characters, and wild times. Of course, disaster could strike at any moment in many forms. Sometimes it was just a result of a simple accident. One such accident on July 4, 1892 resulted in most of Rockland being destroyed by fire. Folks were celebrating Independence Day, and a little girl, who had been told not to, lit a firecracker in the family dining room. She tried to throw it out the window, but only managed to set fire to the lace curtains. Unchecked, the fire soon became a conflagration. It seems most of the citizens were more than a mile away dedicating a new cemetery. The little girl ran to the cemetery as fast as she could. Even when she got there, it took some work to convince the people that their town really was burning. Eventually, they were able to contain the blaze and set about rebuilding. During Reconstruction, they installed a state-of-the-art water system. Fascinating as these tales of the pioneer days are, one of the strangest sagas took place later, in the mid-1900s. It's the story of the Hermit of Beaton Cave. The fellow's name was Melvin Beaton. Born June 22, 1911, he had a normal life in Rockland, making a living working at a variety of common occupations in the small, peaceful town. Then the means of communication improved, and the outside world began to encroach on this remote community, and things began to go awry for Melvin. As he heard the news from outside, he became paranoid about the dangers of the modern world. Melvin was especially worried about the specter of a thermonuclear holocaust during the Cold War years of the 1950s and 60s. He became increasingly convinced that an atomic war with Russia was imminent, and that led to his obsession with the protection that a fallout shelter could provide. Melvin was down on his luck at this time and was living with his mother in Murphy's Hotel, formerly known as the Copper Range Hotel from the mining days. He was certain that the hotel would be a death trap. Though he couldn't find steady work, he seemed to have plenty of energy for bomb shelter research. However, building a simple bomb shelter proved impossible given the hard bedrock he would have to dig through. Melvin became more and more frantic. He was certain that the bombs were coming and searched the area for a suitable location for his shelter. It took a while, but he did find a solution. For miles all around Rockland, the wilderness is dotted with abandoned mines, both modern and prehistoric. Some of these are open pit mines, convenient for removing ore, but not suitable for protection from atomic bombs. However, Melvin found an old exploration shaft at the end of the South Range. It was a horizontal shaft forming a cave that was six to eight feet wide, nearly six feet high, and went back into the bedrock for a hundred feet. In his mind, it was perfect as a bomb shelter, and he set about making it his home. 
Melvin moved into the old mine, lock, stock, and barrel, dragging his bed, simple furniture, and supplies through the dense forest and deep into the back end of the cave. It's unclear how long Melvin lived as a hermit in the cave or whether he stayed out there during the winter months. Living conditions would have been harsh in any event. As time passed and no thermonuclear cataclysm fell upon Rockland, people began to pay less attention to the somewhat deranged individual out in the mine. Little is known about the later years of Melvin's life. Murphy's Hotel was torn down in 1965. Melvin Beaton died in a nursing home December 2, 1990 at 79 and was buried at Woodlawn Cemetery near Rockland. The mine shaft, known locally as Beaton's Cave, is still there, but it is a bit tricky to find. You take the road out of Rockland that goes to Old Victoria, park at the rail trail where the railroad used to come through, head south keeping to the trail for a half mile or so where you will come to the railroad again, continue down the tracks, on your right will be a major power line supported by enormous metal structures. When you reach the fifth power line support, turn left into the forest and make your way to the distant cliffs. That is where Beaton's Cave is. The entrance can be treacherous. Inside is total darkness, and about all visitors will find are markings left by the miners and a few bats. A bit of history. In 1847, the Minnesota mine struck it rich. By 1858, there were approximately 6,000 people in and around Rockland. For the times, Rockland was a modern frontier community. They even had one of Michigan's first telephone systems. Boom was followed inevitably by bust. In the early 1890s, Rockland had almost 1,000 inhabitants. Then the mines closed one by one, and the population steadily declined. The number of residents dropped to 700 in the 1930s and was under 200 by the 1990s. Though Ontonagon County boasted the purest mass copper in the world, central Keweenaw's copper deposits were greater in quantity. There is still evidence of the vast wealth produced here in Rockland. An enormous mahogany bar was shipped in from Chicago for one of the saloons. It is still in use at Henry's Inn where tall tales are often told. Other artifacts can be found at the Historical Museum. Caution Disclaimer Visiting the cave is not recommended. In fact, caution is required if you leave the trails anywhere in this area. Abandoned pit mines abound and most are unmarked. To fall in one will almost certainly result in injury. Exploring should not be undertaken alone. In addition to the old mines, there are rocky cliffs and wild animals, including bears. This is Ron Rademacher. Find out more at www.michiganbackroads.com.